Hi, everybody. Welcome to the I Think This Is Love podcast. I'm your host, Cherie, and today with me are my friends, Micah and Jordan. Do you guys want to say hi? Hello. Hi. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves and maybe uh, tell us which one you are? I'm Jordan. I work with Cherie at Hope College, <laughs> and I'm almost 6'1". great the funnest fact of them all uh my name is micah and i also work with sheree and i also work with jordan um at the same place we don't all have three different jobs that also overlap we all work at the same place so that's how we know each other or one of the ways thank you sheree for having us on um it's a huge honor after we had you on our radio show fridays at five o'clock four o'clock <laughs> as four o'clock it ends at five you'll catch the end at five o'clock on wths the voice of hope college 89.9 fm or wths.hope.edu yeah we have a huge following that's about to um triple in size probably right now yeah join our family uh we are the only source of music and music expertise in West Michigan. Yeah, so right now I feel um, pretty famous <laughs> being on this podcast. Uh, thank you, Sheree, for having us. Um, if anyone's considering coming on, we'd recommend it. Uh, she really makes it worth your while <laughs> with the free T-shirts um, and the mm-hmm. other branded merchandise in the goodie bag that we got, including mm-hmm. um, some bottled water. And kangaroo steaks. <laughs> yep, and some little uh, ethically you know, sourced like from Roadkill, individually packed um, little. I think this is Love branded uh, teriyaki beef jerky sticks as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you I've should definitely come dozen. on this podcast um, for those reasons alone, and probably other reasons too. So. Oh my gosh! Yep, all of that's true. Can you give us your status update? This is just your relationship status and how you feel about it. Relationship status, like me and Micah's. It. Nope, like your individual relationship <laughs> status is. <laughs> um, I am married um, to a woman, not to Jordan, um, and uh, I feel great about it. We've been married for two and a half years, and I would say each year has been better than the last so far, even though the first one was good. So Awesome. Trending mm. up. That's touching. I'm like the single uncle to Micah and Huckabed's <laughs> marriage, uh, particularly to the dog that they have. <laughs> Great. True. And how do you feel about it? I feel pretty good. Okay. All right. So we are going to go on a friend date, and I'm just going to ask you a string of semi-personal questions, and you guys just answer to the best of your ability. Um, I've cut down some of the questions from the normal amount just because there are two of you, and you both have to answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one is, if you had an autobiography, what would be the title? Mine would be called IDK, Why I'm Resistant to Self-Definition. All right, Jordan. <laughs> My autobiography would be called. I thought if I'd say that, I'd think of it. Um, I'll write your biography. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, my autobiography is going to uh, have my name on it, but Jordan's actually going to be the ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just between you and us, podcast <laughs> listeners. So don't tell anyone. Um, and the name of it would be How I Did It. Yep. The Gargala story (laughs) see this is why i hired him for great ideas like that amazing um in a movie about your life which actors would play you i think micah would be played by matt damon (laughs) you know uh yeah the reason is because my grandpa famously thinks that i look like matt damon um it's the square-headedness no evidence uh, besides my grandpa's word um 
Yeah, I think for Jordan, or really me, for the same reason, <laughs> the actor that could play either of us uh, would probably be John C. Riley because we have spent the last several years um, really imitating one of his uh, lesser-known characters. And so really he wouldn't be playing us, he'd be playing us pretending to be him. <laughs> so that's why I think it would work so well. Great. Yeah. Amazing. And then who would be your love interest under co-stars? Mm. Ooh. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> That's a great choice. Can gotcha. we have several love interests? Sure. It's your movie. Mm. I'm going to throw Brad Pitt in there as well. I would go with love interest or co-star. Maybe Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> <laughs> he's a co-star and he's a little weenie. And you have to adopt him and teach him how to shoot fish with a gun and use your imagination to transcend, um, I don't know, a bad upbringing. Yeah. Also known as secondhand lions. His upbringing was, I feel like, average, sadly. I think, yeah, I think he was just a natural born whiner. Well, not to say that he didn't have hard things, I just think. Unfortunately, most people's upbringings are subpar. Likely. All right, beach or mountains? (laughs) Beach or mountains? Yeah. Um, I would say mountains, uh, but I do like the beach, so hopefully a mountain with a nice um, alpine lake with a little sandy shore so I could feel like I'm at the beach sometimes. Mm. I would definitely say beach for the vibes. All right, amazing. (laughs) For the vibes. (laughs) Uh, So thinking back to dating for you, Micah, and currently if you are slash going to maybe – what is the most attractive trait and the least attractive trait in someone you're looking to date? You better describe Hoka. <laughs> mm, I think, um, like, wittiness or the ability to, like, have some jokes with some cleverness, you know, like I'm expressing right now and just using so much wit. But I think that's fun. <laughs> I think that makes a person interesting. And then so you can, you're like, the <laughs> ideal person yeah. to date? Well, naturally. <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that makes it fun, and there's, like, a little mystery, and it's, like, I don't know. It, it gives you something to do. I hope that all your answers are just describing yourself. <laughs> yeah. Least attractive? I don't know. Um, probably just anything that's not like me. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to go down this road for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> for me, uh, I think that an attractive um, quality in a person to date is kindness which is really broad um but one thing that really attracted me to hoka when we started dating was um just how inclusive she was and how sensitive she was to like the feelings of people around her when i think other people um it's easy in like a larger group to like not notice people or to like let some people kind of fall off the radar um if they're like not doing well um if you're too focused on the people that you're having fun with yeah I would say that. I think my least attractive answer would be the inverse of Micah's attractive answer. Like, if someone is is just a jerk, then I don't like Mm. them. Yeah, I think to put a finer point on that, I think someone that is uh, self-absorbed, I would Mm -hmm. say. Yeah. Okay, how do you define a date? I don't know. I probably have a looser definition. I think just like an intentional time with another person and you both know it's at least not impossible that you're interested in each other romantically maybe it's ambiguous beyond that but that's okay (laughs) yeah um i also reserve the term date for more romantic purposes i would i know some people don't um my mom calls it a date when me and i when my mom and i hang out um and i never use that term when we hang out for example uh so i would say it can only be a date 
in one person's mind and not the other person's mind. And that's not ideal, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that you won't later look back on it as a date. <laughs> so something where, yeah, it's a one-on-one -on -one scenario where there's at least interest coming from one side <laughs> um, would qualify as a date for that person. And then hopefully that's communicated to the other person uh as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be mysterious. Like, I, if you can't ask the question of, is this a date? Maybe it's boring. But maybe that's not so good either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you guys had to ask someone out on a date right now, how would you do it and what would you say? Well, you know me. I'm pretty old school. So probably in person versus, like, texting them or something. Mm. And I would say, let's do this. How does it sound? <laughs> 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 yeah, impossible to say no to that. <laughs> well, you want to make, I think when you're asking someone on a date, it's important to make it like easy to say no or easy to like read that it's a no so that it, if, if, if you're just off track, then you can both just say no and it's not a big deal. Yeah, uh, I would probably also say in person, nothing too super clever because I'd be super nervous and for that reason I'd be physically lightly <laughs> shaking, which would probably also make it so that I didn't say the things I planned to say. So I would say, hey, do you want to do X at this time? And then they would answer, and then I would end the conversation immediately and just uh, be excited. Yeah, planning it. makes everything yeah. worse. <laughs> you just got to just do, do things. What is a non-negotiable for you in relationships? This is hard to define, and it's something I think you have to figure out with time and kind of cooperatively, but I think... Something you can't control is just like personal compatibility at the deep level. Like if you're just not intrinsically excited or interested by or passionate about similar things or the same things. I don't know, at least for me, like if you if you don't feel like you can both be fully yourselves and then share those like important things, whether it's like an endeavor or a worldview or whatever, I feel like that's a non negotiable in the sense of like there's just nothing you can do about that and maybe that sucks, but mm -hmm. yeah. Because one of you would have to like fake it to make the relationship work long term and then I think that that would be unsustainable yeah I think a lot of my views on relationships are maybe not a lot but definitely some are like not very cheesy and this might be one of them but I think like a lot of aspects of relationships and like relationships themselves are like choices so um the short answer I think for me is faithfulness um which I don't think that if someone is to like cheat on their significant other that it's like they're a terrible person or they don't deserve to be in the relationship or that they shouldn't be like considered to like take them back um but just for me and my like personal life baggage i guess it's just yeah like instant deal breaker for me yeah. unfortunately because everyone makes mistakes but also everyone has um non places where non-negotiables <laughs> yeah so i guess that'd be it i mean i feel like it's pretty like normal and reasonable non-negotiable yeah i mean it's not like super <laughs> obscure <laughs> yeah um okay so thinking back or currently but i usually i think people usually answer thinking back uh to when you were younger what were the telltale signs that you were interested in someone um just absolutely like going like weeks at a time trying as hard as i can to not interact with them at all really <laughs> just like pure avoidance can yeah confirm wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's int okay. What is that mode like? How how does I don't I, my brain does not work like that. <laughs> Help me understand like the logic behind. I like this person, so I'm going to avoid them at all costs. 
Um, I think a lot of it is that um, so Hoka and I were the first people either of us ever dated, actually. Um, so before that, everyone leading up, and I still felt it with her too, and then I eventually overcame it, and <laughs> then we started dating, which I guess that's how that works. Um, but um, uh, before that, I was very like, uh, like anti-relationship for like everything before that. So it's probably some like fear of like becoming pro-relationship. Um, <laughs> what, and, is, what does anti-relationship mean? Oh, like I, I just did not want to date anybody oh, okay. at the time for like my entire life up until <laughs> college and even then I wasn't like let's date someone now it yeah. just kind of happened but um Micah's not one to force it yeah and so yeah it wasn't being like hard to get it was like I don't want to be in a relationship and I'm still like have a crush on this person mm-hmm. um and but I think the bigger factor is probably just until college and arguably, I mean, maybe still today, I don't know, but less so. But I was extremely, like, awkward around girls. Because I never really had girls as friends. Mm. So I didn't really know how to handle, like, feelings about a girl. Because I didn't have, like, any feelings about any girls. Because they weren't <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Michael was raised um, in a bunker so, in Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, they let me out of my cage um, when I turned 18. And then I started meeting people. Yeah, so I guess that's maybe why. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm I was still just not curious. totally sure. Yeah. yeah. Jordan? Mm. What was the question again? Telltale signs. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I guess similar to my first answer, like, I think flirting is really fun, especially if both people are being, like, clever and interesting about it. So probably that, like, a lot of jokes and things. But then, like, I wouldn't want to make it that obvious because I also think that, like, the game of it is fun and playing hard to get is fun. And, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So like, how would so if your fr- if Micah was like looking at you, how would he know that you were into someone? Oh, great question. Yeah, you should ask Micah that. I don't know. I, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jordan's been notoriously difficult to know. At least for me, this could be a me problem, not a Jordan problem. I'm just saying, people are, have asked me before, like, is Jordan like interested in so and so? And I always answer, I really don't know, because <laughs> there are people who he's platonic relationships with that I, to me, feel a little bit flirty. Um, and then, yeah, so I guess the, that's just kind of where the bar is at. And then I wouldn't say he's necessarily like doubles his flirtiness when it's someone that he's like interested (laughs) in. I feel like he's like, plays it pretty normal, like how he normally is with most people. So it's hard to tell for me. Maybe it's not for Jordan. I don't know. It's not super frequent for me. I don't know. I'm not like anti-relationship like Michael once was, but I wouldn't. I'm not a person who's, like, very actively, like, seeking them. It's just kind of, like, if something comes up, then I'm on the lookout. I, I, even that's not the right word. Yeah, but I'd say we're, we both, like, I just kind of like, let it happen. have friendships before romantic relationships, at least somewhat. Largely, so yeah. So, like, kind of, like, mm-hmm. naturally, I think for Jordan, maybe evolves into that even though, like, the seeds of flirtation are planted from the beginning. <laughs> Sometimes my general social style is just similar to flirting. Because yeah, I'm just trying to do a good job of being social, and then yeah. it, it can be too much. Yeah, or, no, he's outgoing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, sometimes. That's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Great, amazing. So maybe neither of us really know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, have you ever been in love? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I have and am. 
That's such a great question. <laughs> what is love? <laughs> That's what you have to answer. I know. I'm still working on that. I've had past experiences where I would have considered myself in love at past times. And I'm a different person now, so maybe I would look at that differently. Did you ever say it to anyone? Yes. Okay. Then Just I think me. it counts. <laughs> that counts. Yeah. Um, I'm in love with Micah currently. Amazing. I love that. Have you ever had your hearts broken? Uh, yes, I would say. Yeah. I More. would say yeah. too. Yeah. For for you or for Micah? <laughs> <laughs> Both of us. <laughs> okay. This is one of my favorite questions. Um, can you each tell me about your most memorable date story, like good or bad, or about your first kiss? Um, I think a very memorable uh, date story for me would be the first date where both Hoka and I uh, agreed and knew that it was a date, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> which was after I asked her out um, because she to like be quote unquote dating. Um, so we like studied together one on one a few times before that, and me with my complete lack of interaction with girls in the past, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I'm hanging out with a girl that I'm interested in. This is totally a date." Um, <laughs> but we were just uh, doing homework. Um, but I, I was like, "I'm sure she knows that this is oh, like a wow. thing," uh, which she didn't. <laughs> um, I come to find out <laughs> studying together doesn't usually count as a date um but once we were dating um i asked her out a couple days before valentine's day which Aww. um that's just how the timing worked out it wasn't like intentionally i probably would have intentionally not done that if i had the choice because again with both of us not having dated before we were like what do we do for this but which is kind of how our first date was so which is shortly before the valentine's day um and it's so memorable just because it was so normal feeling mm-hmm. which I really liked um but again not having dated before we were both like okay like we decided we're dating today and now we're gonna hang out and yeah. go on a date um like what's different from before when we were friends mm-hmm. and so it felt just like hanging out with a friend kind of yeah. um and I really liked that and it was very simple that's awesome which was nice so cool. yeah we didn't do homework though because it, it was legit oh yeah, yeah. I think so my first kiss was not that big a deal, I guess. Like, I I don't know. It was maybe, like, my second or third girlfriend, and I was, like, in 10th grade. And we weren't that serious, and we, like, hung out at my house. And then she was, like, leaving. And I was like, bye. And then she's like, bye. And then she kissed me really fast and left. And I was like, oh, I guess that was my first kiss. <laughs> and wow. it was, like, fine. Sounds hollow. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it really matters, though. But, was it just, like, really unexpected? Yeah, and it was, like, the briefest kiss you could give. It was, like, she was, in, like, an Olympic speed kisser. <laughs> and then she was gone. Yeah. And she left. Yeah. I guess her parent picked her up or something because we were, like, young, you know. Oh, that's why it was so speedy. Yeah. It could be prying eyes. <laughs> Do you guys believe in soulmates? Uh, I guess. If there's a plural, like, soulmates, like... I don't necessarily believe that there's, like, one single person to be with in the world. Um, but I do think that if you – yeah, it's kind of a decision, I think. It's not completely a decision, um, but I think you kind of choose to be soulmates with somebody and, like, through choosing it, become it, I guess. Hmm. I would agree with Micah. I don't think there's, like, 
a, any one person thing or any like particular like grand plan or force that makes you find someone or not find someone. I think the choice or intentionality element is crucial. And then kind of like I said earlier, I think just like your innate compatibility is crucial too. So I guess I would say there's like a particularly a particular threshold of compatibility past which I would consider the potential to be soulmates if you both choose to. Okay. What scares you most about love? It seems possible to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like to say you love someone or maybe marry someone and then maybe that wasn't the best idea and maybe you find that out right away or maybe you find that out way later in life, but it seems like the stakes are pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree with Jordan um, that that's a good answer and can relate to that in some ways. I think my answer would be that uh, in my experience, um, when I truly am with someone long enough to love them and I'm in that intimate sort of relationship, um, they really see my worst. Mm, (laughs) Um, And like worse than, my worst when I'm with someone is worse than my worst if I was all by myself. Not because I'm necessarily, like, I think she makes me a better person, but she also makes me more aware of, I guess, my shortcomings. Not that she, like, tells me <laughs> my shortcomings, um, but just just simply by being in a relationship and just how things play out. Um, they just come into sharper relief, I think, um, yeah. because if I was all alone, my shortcomings wouldn't affect somebody that I care about um, so much, whereas when you're living with somebody in a relationship... Um, you're not only at your worst, but your worst doesn't just hurt you, it hurts someone else. Um, and that's probably my least favorite part is that, um, yeah, I mean, it's great to be loved, even though, like, you've shown your worst to somebody, but, um, I feel like there's more collateral damage, I guess, (laughs) when Mm -hmm. you're in a relationship. It's like they're in the line of fire. Yeah, and that's not really fair, and also probably kind of unavoidable, just, like, being humans and stuff. Right. (laughs) But you're also in the line of love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, pew pew. <laughs> so what makes love worth it in the end? Seems nice. <laughs> Great answer. Not like, I don't know, like, not like, like, some people are really fine with being alone, but it seems pretty ideal to have, like, a partner in the world at, like, a deep level. Like, that would be cool. Mm. Yeah, um, not being alone is great. Uh, so it's worth it, but um, I mean, you could do that with a roommate or someone you don't love, um, and I think meet that bare minimum requirement of like human interaction. So, yeah, I think you really um, over the course of time um, take on some of the other person's, um, I guess, perspectives and um, just ways of looking at the world that you couldn't take on as fully otherwise so it's like you're really like becoming this is gonna sound so cheesy and like christiany but you're like becoming two people in one um <laughs> kind of not really but you're i think really expanding your like human potential and your um just worldview i guess um on a deeper level yeah and it just i don't know i think there's like an innate drive to seek that for most people so like just the basic need for I think acceptance and belonging is also met through it. So Yeah, definitely. All right. So that was the friend date. Thank you for participating. Next That was is... a date. Uh, not according to my definition, <laughs> Mom. 
All right, so next is first date do's and don'ts. So I want you both to give me a first date do and a first date don't. Do ask lots of questions. Don't not ask a single question. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go somewhere really loud where you have to yell to hear each other because that makes everything so bad. And Uh, do be... Uh, just like at a bar or something and you're just oh. trying to have a normal conversation and you like then live music comes on and you're like hey you singer songwriter <laughs> whatever um i think a do i don't know i don't have anything particularly good maybe i think like seating position is really important like because mm-hmm. like sitting straight across from someone is like face-to-face intimate and like maybe you want that but maybe you don't like sometimes it's nice to like there for there to be like a third thing that you're both looking at but you're near each other maybe like looking at some water or you're at the beach or something like that or like it's kind of like when you're in the car it's easy to talk to someone in a way because you're like in a confined space but you're both facing forward and you can easily like turn your head and make eye contact but you don't always have to be and it's natural to be so i don't know it's i think being intentional about the way you're like placed can make it a lot more comfortable or a lot less comfortable yeah yeah for sure but I guess that doesn't just go for dates, but dates are like higher pressure social interactions. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, guys, it is time to get into the topic of the week. And this week we're talking about your friendship. Uh, yay! Yeah, there's a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, buckle up. <laughs> I have grievances to air. Oh my gosh. great. No, I would, that would be great. Okay, so let's start this off. Um, Jordan, you... I have a way to start this off. Okay. Yeah. I thought it would be fun um, to for me and Micah to really sync our vibes and start thinking about our friendship <laughs> yeah. by me finally giving Micah his Christmas present I've been meaning to give him oh, since wow. Christmas. <laughs> it is the end now, of Now, before everyone here uh, becomes anti-Jordan, um, let it be known that I didn't get Jordan anything for <laughs> Christmas. So well, even though Jordan's a full like month late, uh, he's still kicking my butt in the Christmas <laughs> gift game. Well, before anyone becomes pro-Jordan... Let's see what the gift is. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. Uh, so we have a paper bag here uh, inside of another paper bag. Looks like it could be a small replica surfboard, maybe. Oh, maybe not. Also has a fancy blue painter's tape name tag on it with Sharpie that says Micah. I have so. a very DIY wrapping aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a bottle. Is this allowed? Oh, it's allowed. On campus? <laughs> oh, what is this? What have you done? Uh, it's a 12-ounce uh, glass bottle of Lester Fixin's Sweet Corn Soda. What? At the bottom it says, come get your fixins. Come get your fixins. And even at the bottom of that is some a little bit of corn uh, sediment, perhaps. <laughs> and there's a single kernel floating around in there. Ew, Just kidding. what? Yeah, I, this is a weird thing that I found at a <laughs> uh, Upper Peninsula market, and I thought it would be funny. And I think I once sent Micah a meme that was just a picture of this bottle, maybe. So it kind of reminded me of Micah. So Micah well, and I like weird stuff, and I think that def- defines a lot of our friendship and what we've bonded over. So that's that's kind of what's behind the Christmas present. Wow. Yeah, and I am known for my um, affinity for really jacked up food combinations yeah micah is somewhere between a wizard (laughs) and an incorrigible sinner when it comes to what he will put into his body and i'm alternately in awe and disgusted by it and i already hate the smell of this corn soda if you didn't hear i just cracked the cap on this and it is so you're uh, gonna try it yeah and it smells 
It smells like exactly corn. Exactly like <laughs> uh, a can of cream. <laughs> you know how, With like, that uh, little, like, opaque corn nectar at the bottom that's kind of you drain out this first. is just that yeah <laughs> this is carbonated corn nectar from the bottom of a creamed corn can. <laughs> i just imagine like you know how pop has a lot of like high fructose corn syrup yeah i imagine that <laughs> yeah. this that's is what just i thought like, it was i thought yeah. it was just a straight bottle of no it's definitely corn, corn flavored syrup. all right I'm yeah gonna taste i think it. it's just that with all the get the pepsi taken the out and just <laughs> triple the corn <laughs> oops all corn <laughs> Yeah, it tastes like corn. Ew. I, mean, I don't have any further analysis. Oh, your breath really tastes like corn now. I don't even breath it. tastes like corn. <laughs> I mean, smells. Whatever. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, thank you, Jordan. Um, I do appreciate it, oh. and I feel very known. Yikes. Wow. I'll finish that later. <laughs> I that. Uh, okay. Um, okay. It has a picture yes. of a creepy man on it, it too, does. who we assume is Lester. I feel like yeah. the corn smells wafting towards me, and it I don't like is. that. Yeah, well... Sorry. <laughs> it's the corn time now. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, start at the beginning. Tell me and our listeners about your friendship. How did it start? When did it start? I can tell you when it started. And and uh, Micah can feel free to add or correct any, any part of this vision, but I think I've got a good fix on it. Um, once upon a time, I entered sixth grade after having entered grades five through all the ones before that. <laughs> And Micah also entered sixth grade, but it was his first time entering a grade um, because he had been homeschooled previously in his bunker, as we already discussed. And um, our yeah, parents no our parents had met at church, and they said, um, do you remember the boy from church? You must teach him to go to school. And I said, okay. And um, so we sat next to each other in sixth grade, and we had a great teacher. Shout out to Mrs. Wilson. Yeah. And I told Micah about how you can get up in class to sharpen your pencil if you need to. Um, cubby locations, you know, f- the finer points of etiquette for young adolescents. And um, we had a good time. Uh, you know, initially he could have been a burden, but it was actually an enrichment to my life. And our last names were G and H, so alphabetical seating arrangement arrangements favored us. Um, and so then we were friends, uh, starting in sixth grade. Uh, do you want to take it from here or, or what? Yeah, no, it's pretty accurate. Um, Jordan truly did show me the ropes of public school and human interaction. <laughs> um, no, Michael really, my, so adorable. Hey, we had homeschool clubs that I interacted with other children at. So <laughs> I didn't know how to say hello and my name and eat with a fork and things like that. Um, no, one thing I do, one lesson I do remember Jordan teaching me in sixth grade was that it's cool at lunchtime to take your lunch and sit under your desk and eat it there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do not even remember doing Which that. Which we didn't do every day, but when we did, you knew you are feeling awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was like, oh, cool. You can just sit on the floor. It's, wow. Yeah. It's a lot. Oh, it's the Wild West of middle school. <laughs> Yeehaw. Um, yeah, and then I think if you want to fill in details after this, I'm going to jump through a ton of years. In like two sentences but uh through the years after that between sixth grade and now um we've made a series of decisions that have kept us in each other's lives so mm-hmm. we went to the same high school uh both went to hope and now we both work at hope so mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and i think we made our decisions like independently of each other not going to high school we had to do that <laughs> um and we like both ran track and stuff and of course like would have classes together 
And then we both decided to go to Hope. And, like, Micah going as well was a factor, but we, like, decided separately. And then we both joined the Phelps Scholars Program, which is a program for first-year students that you can opt into. Um, but, again, like, separately. And then we talked about being roommates, and, like, I was open to it, but Micah was like, no, we should meet new people. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then it worked out, it, like, the best of both worlds because we ended up being neighbors but not roommates. And our two roommates are still friends of ours, and we ended up living with them later. We lived mm-hmm. together senior year. And then we also chose to study abroad, uh, both of us in South America, and I was in Argentina and he was in Chile. And then after our programs ended, we traveled for a while together. And then, yeah, now we both worked at Hope in different ways and now in similar ways, both being in residential life. But yeah, just kind of like continuing to take similar paths. Yeah. Yeah, um, and like Jordan said, I think we made a lot of those decisions mostly independently, but I think we've also both decided uh, that um, we value our friendship, and if we can get a few more years out of it, I mean, not that it's, like, going to end. Do we? Uh, but, um, but, like, I know for me, one of my decisions, like, I was down to hope in a different school, and I was like, you know, I really value, like, my friendship with Jordan, and not that we wouldn't be friends if we didn't go to the same college, but um, I'm not friends with almost all of my high school friends anymore. Um, so um, I knew it would matter. And I was like, this is important to me, and it is definitely a factor. Yeah, definitely always a factor. I think we just, we didn't like, just be like, oh, let's stick together no matter what. I think we just, we have a decent amount in common, I think, in both nature and nurture. So I think that kind of like keeps us on similar paths to a degree. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's interesting that um, you all have been friends for such a long time, and then also through like so many stages of life like I feel like it's like if you make adult friends then you're just adults you know what mm-hmm. I mean but like you've been like preteens and teenagers and now young adults mm-hmm. and to see each other like go through all of those changes and still come out friends is like really interesting um so can you talk a little bit about kind of like the changes through life and how you all have changed as people and kind of like experiencing friendship in the midst of that mm. yeah it, I think we've both changed a lot and sometimes at similar rates and sometimes at different rates, but we've always been friends throughout. But it's interesting, I think, how we each kind of change. That That's the general answer. I'll let Micah fill in some blanks, and then maybe I will too, or some details. Yeah, I think uh, we have influenced each other to some extent as we've grown, um, but also we really, I think, one interesting aspect maybe about our friendship is that... Um, We've been good friends for a long time, but we've had we've kind of inhabited friend groups that don't overlap a ton. Um, mm-hmm. Like Jordan's always been cool with all of my friends, and vice versa. Um, but we haven't been part of like a singular like, oh, this is our friend group. It's like I'm friends with Jordan, and then I have some friends that I'm definitely a lot closer with than he is, and then kind of vice versa. Um, and those friend mm-hmm. groups have like come and gone over the years, and changed um as we've moved and gone to different schools and stuff like that but jordan's kind of been i guess the constant through it mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and even though we've both changed along that it's been nice to always have micah as a friend because i think it's natural to change with time like i don't think that's inauthentic or anything but just knowing someone that has known you through a lot of different stages and you've known them through a lot of different stages as well is just like cool and i think even if like we're not I don't know we're not living together for a particular year like 
or we're just like our lives aren't overlapping much at a particular time we at this point I feel like we have such a bank of time as friends to draw on that it's just kind of like always there not that we don't like upkeep the friendship but like I feel like it's just pretty solid yeah 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 I think one important way in which our friendship changed happened I think it was sophomore year of college I specifically remember this conversation um we went to subs and more rest in peace subs and more of downtown holland now you gotta mm-hmm. go to south haven if you want your world's best cheesy garlic bread um but we went to subs and more uh, i don't think we knew about the cheesy garlic bread back then we learned uh, about it we way just too got late. subs because it's like called chumps. subs and more yeah we're big <laughs> the subs, subs are not where losers. it's at it's where the more is where it's at yep you go to the subs and more for the more not the subs is what we later found out anyways at that time we got subs like chumps as Jordan said, and we sat down, <clears throat> and we had kind of, for us, a rare, like, meta conversation about the friendship itself, <laughs> um, and we kind of realized that, like, not the whole time, but for quite a few years leading up to it, like, our friendship had kind of become based on, like, running jokes and, like, being mean to each other mm. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> like, We're not, like, really actually hilarious. mean, so but, like... like like yeah. joking around mean but like we were like we just kind of like talked about that and I think a lot of it came out of the fact that like for quite a few years before that we'd been on like the same sports teams we'd both like learned how to play guitar we'd like both learned these things and there's like some like competition I think between us um in these ways and that's not a bad thing um and in some ways it was fun um but I think it had created a less than ideal version of our friendship maybe over time and we were kind of decided like hey like let's like be nice to each other (laughs) and like but like in a more I guess sincere way yeah um yeah no I think that makes a lot of sense I mean I feel I feel like a lot of people have friends who like I don't know a lot of their friendship is being like really sassy or sarcastic or goofy Mm -hmm. or whatever um and sometimes it gets kind of confusing if there's not like a lot of real like I don't know, deeper conversations going on. But. Yeah, but at that same conversation, like, for the first time, I think he told me that he had, like, had alcohol before, and, like, I think it, like, which seems like, okay, whatever. Um, but at the time. But at the time, like, for our friendship at that time, like, we hadn't had a whole lot of, like, conversations about that. Um, not about that specifically, I guess, just like you were saying, more, like, deeper conversations. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of started a new period where we could be a little bit more um, real with one another, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and more authentic. Um, like, for example, due to my, like, very vocal, like, anti-dating stance, which I talked about before, like, we never really talked about, like, girls, even though Jordan had girlfriends and relationships. Um, and so, like, that kind of started to change around that time, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the things about long-time relationships that can maybe be, like, a pitfall is, like, you can just, like, lean on the familiar or, like, keep it at, like, the easy or the surface level or something like that, and you don't have to go deeper or be more sincere or be more vulnerable because I feel like part of it for me is, like, Micah and I are both, like, males raised in West Michigan, which is, like, a largely pretty conservative and religious place with a lot of particular ideas about what it means to be a man and how men should treat each other and act to each other. So I think it did take, like, some intentional, like, opening up, I think, to each other. And, like, yeah, just, just like, going into that more, like, vulnerable but then, like, realer place. And I think along with that upbringing, too, like, we both kind of 
and you you can put this I don't, I don't know you can say what you want to say as well but i feel like we both outgrew a lot of aspects of that like very like strict and sheltered upbringing but kind of at different rates so like micah mentioned like me like deciding that it would be not an inexcusable sin to try alcohol like at a faster rate than micah like could have been like a something between us you know like a tension or a conflict or something like that but i think like just putting those kind of things out there and like being real with each other especially like micah mentioned like we started to have those conversations in college and i feel like in college is when you you're not like done changing by any means but you are at least the earliest version of your adult self and so like to kind of check relationships that you started before you were that self I don't know. I think that takes some intentionality, too. Yeah. I was going to ask, you kind of started touching on this, but I feel like there's something very particular about male friendships that feels very different than, like, friendships between women um, or even, like, friendships between, like, men and women. Like, but there's something about, like, male relationships, like, between men that feels very, like, I don't know, hard to talk about or maybe just, like, isn't talked about enough. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, do you guys have, like, more thoughts about that? I think, like I kind of already mentioned, like a big thing is just like the male script for emotions and expressing emotions is mostly just like don't do it, Um, especially to like other men because you're supposed to just be like tough or something, I guess. Um, And maybe something else for some people is like a fear of like being like seeming gay to your peers or something like that. I think like that was when we were younger and I think times are a little different too and I don't think it's something you should ultimately care about but that's like can be a real thing in high school and stuff like that so I don't know yeah um I think that you're right that like there is something maybe unique or special about male friendships um I'm not sure if I can define exactly what that is but um I know that and this is certainly not speaking for all male friendships, um, but like in Jordan and I's case, I know we both um, have kind of expressed um, either some frustration or some sadness that um, like we don't have a whole lot of males in our lives that we like <clears throat> can look straightforwardly up to. look up to. Yeah, and like try and model, I guess. Um, which, I mean, not to, like, complain, because I know there's a lot of people that, like, just straight up don't have males in their life, period. Um, so, like, we do. Um, they're just not necessarily always people that I want to try and um, shape my life around or get advice from or things like that. So I think that one thing that's maybe that I value about our friendship is even though we're, I mean, we're peers, we're, like, the same age, and... Um, we don't necessarily have like tons of like extra wisdom over the other person to like give them or advice, but we, it does kind of feel like we're in that together a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, we're both like the oldest siblings in our families. Um, and both of which are families in which again, like in the particular households we grew up in, not a whole lot of positive male leadership. Um, and so like, yeah, just trying to figure out like what that means for us, um, in our individual families and in our, personalized trying to like fulfill our desires for some sort of um you could call it like mentorship um or yeah I guess guidance perhaps yeah um and yeah like I said I don't think we necessarily provide that for one another um but like I said I just feel like we're kind of in that together I guess yeah yeah definitely thank you um so so, Micah, you're moving mm-hmm. soonish, relatively soonish. 
That's like a really big thing because you guys have been friends since you were in what sixth grade. How do you guys yeah. feel about that? Oh, it's been a good run. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited for Micah. Straightforwardly. Yeah, I'm sometimes excited for myself. <laughs> um, yeah, it is something I've thought about uh, because I'm more of a person who like has usually a handful of close friends as opposed to like a big group of friends in that classic friendship dichotomy people talk about. Uh, I guess I'm on that side of things. Um, and so like having a friendship that we spent like how many years? Like 15 years plus maybe on um like that to me is just like uh well, that's like a treasure really yeah. like that's that's something that is like pretty priceless and like takes a lot of time and effort mostly just time <laughs> to get to mm-hmm. um and so yeah i think that um obviously i don't know about you i'm planning on still being friends um <laughs> But uh, I do know that, like, proximity is important for friendship for, like, to create kind of a continued stream of shared experiences mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, just to be together. So, like, I'm, we'll, like, still see each other sometimes, um, but it'll be the first time in our friendship that we're not living in the same small town. Yeah. So that'll be different, and I've never really – I have had one big move in my life before, um, like, out of state and everything. Um, and I didn't stay in touch with that friend that I moved away from. But also, I was eight years old at the time, so I'm not sure if that yeah. is very predictive. <laughs> That's like when he came to me. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, how are you feeling about it? Um, like, I'm excited for Micah and his life, of course. Um, but, I like, I'm, of course, sad, like, because I won't see Micah as often. But... I feel like that will hit when it's actually a reality. Yeah. But I, at the same time, I'm not, like, worried. Like, I feel really confident we'll be able to maintain our friendship because, like, we have so much to go back on. And I think it's something that we both, like, value and make a point to, like, put effort into. And also, I think, like, speaking for myself and possibly Micah as well, like, I don't think I have a really excessive standard for, like, friendship or relationship upkeep. Like... I can go a while without seeing someone and it's fine as long as I know we both still like like each other and approve of each other I don't like need like quality time to like check off like are we still friends I didn't see them this month like they're (laughs) off the list so like I know we'll still connect in some ways I'm gonna convince Micah to get snapchat um and Micah's a famous Luddite (laughs) when it comes to anything technological um but I will I will alter his values like usual. Okay. What is your favorite memory of each other? Oh, man. Mm. There's so many. <laughs> um, I think my favorite early memory of us is in sixth grade when we did our um, a class project together. And we yeah, were, I was thinking um, the same thing. Yeah, we were partners <laughs> for the project, um, which was a big, I think, uh, French, friendship cementer. Um, we did like a... I, I won't describe the project. We did, it, like, a humorous, exciting, like, it was, like, a parody news broadcast, but it was about, like, the 
the Greek, Greek gods and stuff. <laughs> and yeah. it was so funny. We just really knocked them dead, especially because, yeah. like, we had these donut holes on the table to make it look like, I don't know, a news show because I guess they have donut holes. And <laughs> we were, like, nervously slash comically eating them, like, every other sentence. So by the end of the broadcast, we were, like, still trying to read the script. We were also, like, choking on donut holes. And <laughs> like, blowing out powder like, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really fun and funny. And, I, yeah, I think that's yeah. my earliest, like, really funny memory of mm-hmm. Micah because I think we had a lot of fun and then we got a reputation as like funny people so yeah yeah uh, I think my two other favorite memories with Jordan I'll make them quick but uh, one would be going to a fish concert in Chicago together uh, which is a long story um, which you can We've done talk to me more than several times. personally about <laughs> and I'll tell you the whole long story but I won't waste the time here to tell it but basically, basically everything fell through in terms of housing after the concert and the only lodging we could get was a pay by the hour sex motel <laughs> that we had to walk into soaking wet in rain at three in the morning and they say how many hours and we say all night <laughs> That and they were really, impressed. Yeah, um, they were like, yeah. wow. These gods. <laughs> there were a lot of mirrors in that room. Yeah. Um, yep. And I'll always remember that really first sucked. thing. Yeah, <laughs> but it was bonding. That was one of the angriest times I've ever seen Jordan when we saw the guy that was supposed to let us stay with him the next day. Uh, Jordan was I was very not upset. about to smile at yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah. And when we woke up, Jordan looked over to me. First thing he said that day was, I have full body herpes. and Just from sleeping in that bed. Yep. Um, oh so that gosh. was one very memorable experience uh, that I enjoy reliving. Um, and the other one would be one of our many adventures when we were traveling in South America together for a month or two. And a lot of kind of crazy, fun stuff happened. So. Mm. Yep. That was fun. Amazing. Um, and then last question, what is your favorite quality about each other? Mm. I respect Micah for a lot of reasons. One of the things I really like about Micah and I is I feel like we have a lot in common, and then there are some things that we don't have in common, but like in a compatible way, kind of like different words in the same language versus like different words in different languages. So even when we're not the same, I think we each try to like understand and respect the other person, and then I feel like our our like collective person is the better for it. Um, but I really admire Micah's honesty and integrity and all the words that go along with that. He's a really one of the most committed people I know to trying to have the best values he can and live up to those. Thanks, Jordan. Um, I think for Jordan, um, yes, yeah, so there's a lot of things that I really like about Jordan. Um, and I like his ability to think deeply and abstractly, and he's a fun person to have those kind of conversations with. Um, and he, I really love how much he cares about his siblings, um, specifically, and I admire that. Um, and sometimes, um, yeah, I, I'm inspired by it myself sometimes. Um, but the first thing that came to mind, and this might sound shallow, but it's really not, is that um, he just makes me laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, Jordan's just really funny. <laughs> um, and um, not to say that, like, I'm unfunny, but... No, Micah makes our me laugh a lot, too. And it's yeah. not just because he's, like, pathetic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in our relationship, I think that oftentimes... Like, if you're going to make people laugh, you need someone to laugh. Um, and, like, I, I laugh a lot when we're together. Um, yeah, many and... of my hardest laughs of all time are definitely with Micah. <laughs> Um, and so 
yeah, he's he's really funny, and that like to me it's a really important thing to have like on a regular basis in my life, and it's definitely something I'll miss when I move. Um, it's just I feel like the net humor content in my life will be a lot lower. Um, It'll be higher basis. if you get Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll talk about that. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. Um, I was really excited to record this with you all because I feel like anyone who knows you and has watched you interact together, it's just very entertaining. You guys are like a sitcom. We try to entertain. Couple. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, and then last thing is the relation tip of the week. This is just your parting words of wisdom to our listeners. It can be about whatever. Mm, be yourself. Uh, don't try to be like somebody else. Don't try to act like somebody else. Be secure in who you are and in your own beliefs. Um, this is based on something my mom told me recently. Uh, she, she didn't instruct me on it, but she she mentioned it in a different context on one of our many dates. Um, <laughs> Micah dates his mom. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, but basically, and it struck home for me, and I think that this is something that maybe other people do too. Maybe it's just in like a problem. But um, don't withhold nice things to say about other people. And like, I'm good about saying surface nice things about people like pretty regularly. Um, but I have a lot of like pretty like I think meaningful like positive thoughts about a lot of people. But to me, sometimes it feels weird to like go and say something like truly nice to someone on a deeper level, mm-hmm. um, just like kind of randomly. Um, but there's really no need to not say it. Um, yeah. Like, what could bad, what what bad could possibly <laughs> happen from um, sharing things that you appreciate about someone else, even if they're not like super close to you? Yeah. So definitely yeah. amazing, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show and thank you, Sheree. talking about your lovely friendship. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, ever since I heard you had a podcast, I thought it'd be cool to come on. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I can't really ask to be on someone's <laughs> podcast, so I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, well, um, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you have a comment or a question for the podcast, you can go to www.ithinkthisislove.com, click on the podcast page, and drop me a line. So we will chat next time. We did it. Yay. Yeah. Thank you, Sheree. <laughs> and if you want to experience more of, of our hilarious exchanges, just tune in Fridays at 4 p.m. EST on wths.hope.edu for radio. (laughs) You don't have to put that in the podcast. (laughs) 